Welcome to the Notepod. I am just, it's one of these things. I, I've been trying to like make a video, been trying to blog, trying to write, and not hitting publish. I'm probably going to record this, maybe not hit publish. But I really wanted to just turn the microphone back on, get back to recording, do some quick updates. And then I think I had this other thing now that I opened up Descript where. I did record some audio like when we first moved to San Francisco just talking about that move initially so it could be interesting to like comment on that or anyway maybe not like who wants to see like my reaction to my rea uh anyway so something's going on November we moved to San Francisco in September it's been great so far it was a weird time to move that's definitely true we had that move planned before everything <laughs> that happened about COVID. But like, yeah, finally, I guess like first topic, West Coast life, getting back to it, getting a car, uh, just something in our family. But I, I was listening to Tim Ferriss and Dak, Dak Shepard uh, just talking about vulnerability and that kind of thing. Anyway, um, I'm not going to talk like, I'm, I'm kidding. But my family grew up, when I grew up, we love to tell each other, I told you so. That, that was always this big thing, especially like with me and my brother and then my mom and my dad, like you just see it. And then of course, like parents telling us like, oh, we just love that idea of like, oh, I told you so. And it just makes me feel good, that kind of thing. And then I think my brother and I eventually grew out of it. Maybe like once we were in a hitting like late twenties is by the time that that's finally when we realized like, you know, maybe the goal in life is not to tell other people you told them. So, but moved to San Francisco thinking, you know, we don't need to get a car. We'll be able to use public transportation. We'll be able to make it be, especially we don't need to go out that much right now and that sort of thing. And then we bought a car. I think it, maybe week three was when we bought a, bought a car. My dad had been telling me the whole time, like, you're going to need a car. You're going to need a car. And I would say, hey, no, we can use it. Basically what I just said. We'll figure it out. He told. He didn't tell me I told you so, but I heard from my brother. He told my brother. He told me so. So we do have a car. Loving it. Really love to take the weekends. It, it did really, like, getting the car made me just made me feel like I was back on the West Coast, that we just that I think that like cadence of doing work during the week, you make plans for the weekend to get out of the city or to just go somewhere where in New York, it was very much like on the weekend you do kind of like on the weekdays, you do more stuff during the week, you meet up with friends on the weekdays for dinner, for drinks. And then the thing is on the weekends oftentimes it's like you do plan but it's kind of like more or like more extravagant versions of what you do on weekday nights weeknights some people do go make, make a point to go out of the city pretty regularly like probably once a month or even more frequently than that especially in the summer but that's not what we were doing uh, i rarely got out of the city other than like flying to flying home the times that i got out of the city like people will drive upstate or to somewhere in long island and to jersey that kind of thing or but we just like didn't do that very often i think maybe like once or twice a year was about how often i got out of the city and then in san francisco we've just been since we got the car saturday something outside of the city sunday 
same thing at least like driving around somewhere and that's been nice that's a the, the weekends feel i guess like more like weekends uh there's more separation between between the weeks so that's been definitely like an interesting thing but yeah so west coast one of the best things is just watching sports just the schedule it's just earlier especially during the nba bubble in october east coast ended up like just watching fewer sports and i can't like attribute it all to east coast west coast sort of thing but moving to the west coast i was able to just maybe it's just like because of the bubble and because of being at home so much i was able to really watch a bunch of playoff games and really follow nba playoffs so that was definitely like a nice thing and yeah just not having to stay up until like midnight and then 1 a.m to watch stuff same thing with ufc i'm an just an old man and would fall asleep before the main event sometimes or just like be super tired the next day because i had to stay up to watch these things so it's great having that so that's kind of like number one just like this west coast move moving back to san francisco we are enjoying it we are driving around and it's great number two picked up a macbook pro no not a macbook macbook air and it's been great I guess like that's mostly what I, I could say about it. There, I, I guess like trying to break it into th- three things. So number one is the it's just fast. So speed number two, having the iPod or not iPod, iPhone and iPad apps available. That, that's another cool thing. And then number three, the startup speed of it. So yeah, just going back through those. So number one the speed it's fast it's a, like the ba- it's pretty crazy that it's the baseline macbook i got a macbook air 13 inch i did get like a larger hard drive but that doesn't have too much to do with the speed and yeah just having this baseline macbook be this fast it, I, I was telling my brother it does really remind me of when ssds started to get popular and then it became this thing where you could give life back to your ssd it's like putting something in frankenstein's monster but yeah you you, you buy an ssd solid state drive put this thing in and then your laptop was this brand new laptop everything was fast and that's kind of like the leap that this seems to have as far as performance um to price ratio i'm coming from a macbook pro 16 inch and this thing feels just as fast i mean it's not though because there's for for many tasks and pretty much like it's just as fast or faster for the things that i do i think i've read like if you're going to export video then the export time will be faster because of the more powerful gpu in the macbook pro 16 inch from last year but for actually like doing the editing it's totally fine on this like it's if this thing flies it sings all the different adjectives it's great and it yeah it it's not this thing where it's like good enough for what it is it's it's just as fast to do editing on it because i i did have like a macbook air for a few weeks last year like the, the baseline one that's not m1 and that kind of thing and i would like talk myself into this idea that it's like and it was like fast enough but it was significantly slower than uh, macbook pro but this 
thing i guess i don't have to like talk too much more about it it's fast it's going to be fast enough for everyone and more than fast enough for students and everyone that is looking to buy a new laptop for school that kind of thing number two the ipod I, i said it again the iphone and ipad apps they they can run it just depends on if they're available in the app store so the great thing is that Actually, first, if you look at the reviews for these different things, a lot of people say, like, the experience is pretty bad for a lot of these apps, and that's true. But the two apps that I use every single day on my iPhone work on the MacBook, and one of them, so Overcast, is what I use to listen to podcasts. It's great. Great podcast app. And I would use the web version, but not really. Like, I didn't have my playlist available there, but now I can use the the app through or on the macbook have my playlist app on my laptop love it then there's the dark noise app this is just to play like white noise uh airplane sounds trains i don't know if it's science backed like the other apps for focus but love to use it when i want to just write drop open figma up that kind of thing on my phone and it's it's great it just also works really well as an app on the mac then number three startup speed so this is somewhat different from speed but one of the best things about the ipad is that you can turn it on similar to your phone like turn it on and just start working and you, you don't have to wait for things to start up and the macbook has that as well now m1 the M1, it's not, is it system on a chip? I forget what, what phrase it is. It's not process. I think it's like chip versus processor. But anyway, op- open it from a closed lid, get to work right away. Don't have to like wait whatever, 10 seconds, whatever it takes to actually like get to doing things on your computer. So that part's like pretty incredible as well just that and and i think what and it's not like i would open up my macbook pro and it would take an hour (laughs) even like a minute to to start up we're not talking about like a a desktop from like 2002 where like restarting is like this three minute thing but if it was like 10 seconds from when my computer is like responsive then that to zero is great because now I'm more willing to just like close my laptop, carry it to the other room, plug it into the monitor, move around, do that. It it is just like from a little bit of friction to no friction at all is just a big difference. So that's a MacBook. What else is going on right now? I don't know why like the the main things in my (laughs) life is having, I guess like the West coast move is now equivalent to having uh, buying a new laptop not the case but oh yeah number three last thing been playing oculus quest uh, the oculus quest with some friends so some friends also have oculus quests we've been trying out different games what what are arizona rising I, that's not what it's called i know it's not called that i know that i keep calling that i think it's arizona sunshine let me see yeah so this is a zombie game survival first person shooter but the mode that we've been playing is like a very basic version of like zombies call of duty zombies where the zombies are coming so i mean it's very basic in like if if you're playing this on a console but then it's very advanced in the fact that like 
you're moving around, you're looking around, you, you're able to, I guess uh, the way that I was explaining this to my manager, actually, like, he loves VR stuff. One of the coolest experiences was that my friends had played the night before. So they kind of like got the hang of the game and I was joining them the next day and I had no idea like how it works, the different controls, that sort of thing. And Wally, friend of the pod, host of the pod, active recall, no promises anymore about when things are coming back, but they're coming back sometime. It's definitely like the podcast is not done. Anyway, Wally like came up to me in this like VR world and then was able to like hold a gun, show me how to hold it, tell me like what hands to use. And I'm like looking around and looking at him. And then, yeah, he's just giving me, like, short demo, saying, like... And, and it's just this pretty crazy experience. I had I had the Oculus last year and had played games by myself or even, like, online Racket Fury, like, ping pong with other people, but not my friends. And so just this experience, I, I think I'm... I mean, it's, it, it's super fun right now, but just to like extrapolate it out i don't know if that's the right word but um just thinking about 10 years from now like the the graphics this experience is only going to get more and more seamless and definitely like does make me think about like oh is this all a simulation (laughs) right not not really but just that once these graphics get to like catch up to say like the ps5 xbox um series x series s once the graphics are like, like that and the tracking is better, the frame rate is better, the controls are better and you feel like you're more and more in there, it, it, it's going to be pretty wild stuff. The other thing is that I've been, or the other game that we've been playing, so I've been playing, not Racket Fury, but Eleven, so it's another ping pong game. been playing that a lot with Wally, and this feels real, that it's like when you're in Arizona sunshine, you're sh- shooting zombies, kind of like shooting these guns. You don't feel the weight of the guns. And the thing with ping pong table tennis is you feel like there, there's enough haptic feedback in the controller. Like when you're shooting a, a like virtual gun, you know, it's not like k- kicking back, right? There's not that much like haptic feedback. But ping pong in real life, there's not that much the the paddle doesn't weigh that much and then hitting a ping pong ball doesn't you get a little bit of feedback like you, f- you feel it feel it on your paddle but yeah the crazy thing about doing that in vr is it's able to pretty much like replicate the full experience of this as far as how it feels in your hand the physics seem pretty good for how the ball moves and just doing like my reddit research there's like pretty expert people people or i guess like internet claiming people on the internet claiming they're experts that say like oh this is yeah the physics they feel like the ball moves how it's supposed to move so yeah pretty pretty crazy stuff and yeah then (laughs) so i was playing with wally um, and just for the record like he for for whatever reason is able to destroy me right now and it's not like he has a lifetime of table tennis experience so there's some frustration there and that led to me doing the training modes and these things are addicting wally and i did an episode one of our first episodes must have been uh about practice i forget exactly what book it is maybe the talent code maybe there's a few books we've talked about with like deliberate practice but it becomes very clear like this 
how important like a short feedback loop is even when we're playing like we don't have to chase the balls around but yeah just doing this training mode you have trouble with overhead slams i mean i have trouble with every stroke but just being able to do like set up this machine and then you get what like 50 reps of like overhead slams in a row and then you can just like make it change into like different patterns of what kind of strokes you're practicing and you have the feedback of if it if you're hitting it correctly if it's going to hit the table and just to think like what opportunities are going to be possible with this it is like i've been thinking about like oh how would basketball work on this and a, a lot of it is restricted by just the fact that you don't have like the the controller is pretty much has a handle like a ping pong ball or a ping pong paddle i'm not using the right phrase i'm sure there's a, a better phrase for paddle maybe not the yeah but like for something like basketball just like the weight of it there's probably gonna be like some contraption to do it but to have like the full follow-through that sort of thing it, it'll be like fairly hard to replicate but maybe there's basketball related games techniques that and i am curious i I wish like it was there was more video of this available maybe there is of like what nba players use when they're doing like the hand-eye coordination vr stuff from like the the short few second clips i've seen on youtube of i think it's like steph curry and his trainer they show it and it's it's just like various balls moving around and it's the thing like at i don't know if you if all it's a common thing at gyms but i've been to a gym where there's like this kind of reaction speed contraption to it lights up you you slap it another light lights up you slap in there's like a grid of maybe like 16 lights and you're just like working on your reaction time and it seems like that's kind of like what this vr experience was anyway shout out to birdman um my most enthusiastic vr enthusiastic friend who also listens to this so we'll keep working thinking about like different experiences but that's been that's the third thing oculus quest been really enjoying that as far as like leisure goes and that's that that's 20 minutes not nothing really i don't have any book quotes that it's just like a life update in case care about this thanks a lot i'm going to post this i'm gonna get back to doing like actual book reviews and book notes things i'm reading right now bullet journal method just rereading that seth godin the practice that's kind of like what inspired me to like try to get back to making these things because there's some kind of something happened this year i don't know or like just something in my head this year has made it so I'm so scared to hit publish where like I did not care before or not that I didn't care I kind of didn't care like I didn't have very high of a quality bar and there's stuff to say about that but I would rather I guess have too high of one than or sorry too low of one than too high to the point that I was not publishing anything so yeah Seth Godin the practice kind of gets into that like get in the habit of like doing the practice of actually like publishing stuff what else i joined ali abdal's uh video academy i think it's like part-time academy video youtube academy kind of online course online cohort course kind of thing and it's been great so far so i'll probably have an update on that and i'm gonna be trying to get the videos back together get the blog back together get the band back together me and wally will 
make videos or make more podcasts. We'll see. And wedding in five months, four, three, two, one, and getting back into the kettlebells. That, that, those are all the updates. I, here I go, extending out what should be a podcast that ended a few minutes ago. Thanks for listening.